Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. It has just dawned on me why Marty is so excited to ask the first question of this upcoming segment. It's because he won't be on the show next week when Shayna is joining me next Friday here on Sabres Live. So now that our weekly contributor from The Athletic has joined, Marty, please go ahead with your enthusiastic question. I could be on next Friday, but I'll be doing the full show in French because I will be in Quebec City. So that may not go well with our audience. But the question, Shayna, is... Duffer and I combined last night, probably had about five hours of sleep, or I'm kind of doing a guesstimation on Duffer from past experiences and when we <laughs> talk, and I had one of those Duffer sleepless night last night. So I'm asking, did you beat the combined number of, of hours of sleep that Duffer and I had combined for you last night? I actually did. It's, I think, a rare one. I was so tired last night after being out in, you know, 90 degree heat that I, I was out. So you are you are leading the way. Like you need to be the top superstar of this segment. Oh my god! I'm fading away right now. I'm literally fading away a little bit. Well, that's an awkward segue, but I will <laughs> ask uh, if you've heard of the Twenty Seven Club. Oh, no! Is no. that because of uh, what I said about Levi yesterday? Oh no! Don't even go there with that. <laughs> It's celebrities who passed at the oh, age yeah. of 27. Oh, yeah, like Amy Winehouse. Exactly. And, yeah, okay. Yeah. okay, so this started perhaps historically a long time ago with blues artist Robert Johnson. Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, yeah. Pigpen McKernan, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, Richie Edwards, Fat Pat, Freaky Ta, and of course, the New York Yankees. Because once they got to 27 World Series titles, they are now oh, in their boy. longest drought in franchise oh, history. Here we so, go. Yes. so, Anyway, that's all a build up to the fact that Dominic Hasek had 27 wins in his final NHL season. So too did Ed Belfour. Carey Price had 27 in his final full year in the NHL. And for the first time ever lumped into this group, Miko Koskinen had 27 two years ago <laughs> after then leaving the Oilers and going back to Europe. What is this all building to? It's building to the mysterious or not so mysterious case of Martin Jones, who had 27 wins last year, tied for 11th in the NHL, and yet somehow has been run over by or completely left off of the goaltending carousel this summer 
And I only have two questions. Who's to blame? And is he done? Who's to blame? Um, Martin Jones is to blame because he's not a great goaltender. He has a terrible reputation and rightfully so. I mean, you look at the years in San Jose, they weren't great. And you look at what he did after that. It wasn't great. Now, the funny thing is he is coming off probably his best season in a minute in Seattle. I mean, I doubt that they gave him way more rope, but it honestly progressed the way I expected the whole time that he had that hot streak of like, this is not going to last. He's going to burn out. Grubauer will take over. And in the playoffs, they are not relying on Martin Jones because who among us would? So he is to blame. You would think this would be the year team would be more willing to like throw a flyer on him because they're like, hey, look, he was pretty reliable in Seattle. But then you consider the fact that they're one of the best defensive teams, so they don't need too much. Will someone sign him? Probably. I'm sure there'll be an injury, a something, a PTO maybe I could see being handed out and see if he can stick. I would be surprised if he was completely done because I think teams are going to recognize the need goaltending. And if they're still learning off the Golden Knights, wrong or right, because so many teams forget that they are not built that way. They might mm-hmm. think, let's have a stockpile of goalies in case we need for some reason to rotate through five throughout a season. Does Chicago fit into a team that... At some point, and maybe they don't start the season that way, but at some point is going to look at their goaltending and say, we have Connor Bedard and and we have it like we have to build excitement. And we're going in with Peter Morazek. Um, it's uh Soderblom and uh Jackson Stauber. Like is 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 Martin Jones? And I hate to talk about Martin Jones because I mean, again, he's not a good goaltender, but I, I does he fit? He had 27 picture? wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get that. Winning had, is important, people. I, I, I had 29 wins my second year in Philly. I was so angry I didn't get the 30th win on the last game of the season. <laughs> and then I think if I got the 30th win, I would have stayed in Philly. But because I lost that game, Paul Holmgren and the Flyers says, you're no good. You're at 29. So 27 is not good enough anymore. <laughs> <laughs> New bar just got set. I love it. I salute. So, Shana, um, Marty introduced us totally. to. So, uh, are we keeping uh, this uh, gold, going on? Yes, because no, uh, you, yeah, good. because you froze, so you need yeah. to go deal with your Spalding Lake Wi-Fi, and <laughs> we dive into the really bad starts column of Hockey Reference, where I mentioned earlier in the show, Vili Huso led the league in really bad starts. Martin Jones was second with yeah. 14. Uh, that was tied with Jacob Markstrom. Our all-time favorite, Jordan Binnington, was right behind him. <laughs> And Marty's all-time favorite, John Gibson, was right behind him. So We can't just- put those two in a category together. I'm sorry. I need to draw the line. I understand we can't like John Gibson, but we cannot group him with Jordan Bennington. The big loser energy is not there enough for Gibson to be in anywhere near him. But mm. funny enough, if, if Jordan Bennington, for me, stopped his antics, I think I wouldn't mind him as a goaltender. He moves well. Got good size, got good reaction, and then he loses his mind. Where John Gibson, <laughs> I feel like it's stiff. It doesn't. It's sideways often. He's prone to injury. So I would, I wouldn't mind Jordan Bennington if I just could look at his face without his mask on. Let's just put it that way. So <laughs> he won't allow that. So it yeah, okay. never happened. <laughs> it's all self-inflicted. We can go to the opposite end of the goalie spectrum right now and the pending arbitration cases for Swayman yes. and Gustafson. What's your hunts telling you after we saw the Samsonoff deal in Toronto? And what are these two gentlemen entitled to and or will likely get? I think that Swayman coming in right in the middle of the team ask and the player ask is honestly 
Very good. He's a very good 1B goalie. He can be good in Boston if they want to stick with him. He can be good elsewhere. They have so many options because you have it, it's always good. I know everyone wants to look at it like, oh, it's a log jam and who's going to play what? But it's it's a good problem to have. Having too many good players is a problem to have because you have that surplus that you can, you know, work your way from whether you keep them both or you move one. So if they can get him to that reasonable contract on a $3.5 million range, I think that's great because there's potential there and they know it. Whether it's as a 1A or 1B, he can be either one. Gustafson's the weirder one for me because there's a little less history there. You know, it's not like this is a player too that the Wild have had in their system for years that they could rely on. Well, we know he was good X, Y, Z for years to come before being in the NHL. That's not the case. Yes, they can do their homework and scout on that, but I still think it's a little bit different. So you have one really good season behind an elite defense. There's a reason they're going to push back and say you shouldn't get that much money. But, you know, the trends are kind of changing right now because we're actually seeing goalies get to arbitration, which usually doesn't happen. But it'll probably be that short term, you know, one or two year deal. And I can't see it being too high because the Wild simply don't have the cap for that right now. And they should want him to prove it a little bit more. Okay, what about Swayman? What is more fair, this or that with Yushena? What would be more fair, trading Jeremy Swayman for a second-round pick or trading Jeremy Swayman for a first and a third-round pick? What is the fair, the the best of the two deals um, that a team could make, a second-rounder or a first and a third? Well, if you're trading to a contender, that first-round pick is a late pick, and it's kind of equivalent to a second. So getting that second pick, I think, is the whole goal of this, right? Because, you know, it might be a wash. Maybe you're trading him to a bad team, right? If you're a team that needs a 1A goalie, you might be that bad team. So that first round pick is going to be a little more valuable. But you could always, you know, monetize your picks. It's it's a good asset to have at the trade deadline. It's a good asset to have at the draft. Maybe that third round pick, you move down and you somehow squeeze two fourths out of it. If you're a good drafting team, why not? The reason I'm saying that is because the offer sheet threshold for a second round pick as a compensation is 4.29. And I think that some teams, and I I actually, if Jeremy Swayman gets a one-year deal at 3.4 million, I think it's, 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 it's mind blowing. Jeremy Swayman is better than a $3.4 million goalie. And I think that the agent should have been out there working to say, Hey, who's a team that wants to offer my client $5 million and $5 million is a first round pick and a third round pick. And, and I give that up. Like, okay. So what would Boston have to do? Boston couldn't, they couldn't sign Jeremy Swayman at $5 million. So they'd have to say, let him walk, or they'd have to say, we'll sign you and trade all Mark. You're putting Boston in a bad spot. I think the agent is costing Swayman probably a million and a half here on a one-year yeah. deal, like in that sense. So, so that's why I was asking, is a second rounder not enough? A first and a third more to value? And I think a first and a third is more to value. So I don't get why they filed for arbitration. He's going to get low-balled like Ilya Samsonov did. Ilya Samsonov is better than a $3.55 million goalie. And that's what he got. And now Swayman's going to get the same deal. And Phil Gustafson is going to get even below that. And I think those goalies are, are being put in tough situations. No, you're absolutely right. And the thing with that is, too, if you're Boston, you accept, say, the first and the third, that does benefit them. This is a team that they, you know, move picks out to be better at the deadline. And this year, they're going to have to be better. Right now, they need a high-end center. They have one center out already. They don't know about Krejci. So you're putting yourself in a bind to fill out your top six center depth. And yes, they could move some players around. But now the team's weaker elsewhere. If you can get the picks, you should absolutely try to move them for something else, you know, net don't draft them. They're not useful to you right now, right? Like if you're, and that's what Tampa got right at the deadline, though their 
actual execution of it was totally wrong. If you're a team that's in contention, those draft picks are not valuable to you as draft picks. They're valuable as trade assets. So one way or another, it feels like moving a goalie, whether it's through an offer sheet or through a trade, might be what they need to do to balance out the rest of their roster because it just isn't good enough right now, in my opinion. So you're both convinced that if there's no more talking between either sides and these arbitration cases go through, that Swayman is going to make more than Gustafson? Um, I could see it. I mean, like he has, I still, I honestly think they're all going to come in around the same, right? That I know. Three, five, five, three, five, three, four, nine, things like that. Right. But I, I'm putting I, you on the spot to say who gets more. Um, Swayman and Samsonov get a drop more than Gustafson. I think that the yeah. Wilds squeeze it just a little bit more and say there legitimately is no history here. He has what, 67 games altogether of NHL regular season play? That's less than some starting goalies' workloads in a single season. So my argument for this is I think Swayman comes in under Samsonov because Boston's going to argue that Swayman is a backup and Allmark's the number one, where Samsonov could argue he was a starter and maybe there was an added value. I think Gustafson's going to want to argue that he is the starter. Minnesota is going to come right back at him and say, whoa, you got Marc-Andre Fleury. He's our guy. You're not a guy. And I think this could hurt. It could hurt Swayman, depending on how he takes it. But to me, that's what the uh, the argument is going to be. So I have Samsonov, Swayman just underneath him, and Gustafson just underneath him. That's a good way of looking at it, for sure. Jaina, uh, I'll go with Gustafson just to be different. Um, <laughs> as far as Zegris and Troy Terry, the latter has a hearing coming up on August 2nd, Zegras, of course, is not going down the arbitration path. What is the expectation for both? When do you see these deals uh, culminating? I think that Terry is going to settle before the hearing because I think it's going to hurt the team and the player if they go to the hearing. The the one problem is a lot of players, I think, are playing really smart right now. They want those short-term deals because you cut your, you know, you're cutting off what you could make if you sign now when the cap is lower, when we ever, everyone knows the cap is growing in a year. So because of that, I have to think that, you know, Terry might be pushing for that short-term deal bet on himself, but honestly, I don't think the value will change that much. You know, it's different for him versus Zegers because Zegers is a little younger. If I'm Terry, I, I think he can just get a very good contract right now, a lucrative contract for him right now. The ducks have the money, but And I think it's in their best interest to sign him sooner than later to that big contract. I also think it's in their interest to sign, to to pay him more than Zegers, which might be the hot take. I think because everyone knows of Zegers for the personality and for the everything, right? He's becoming one of the faces of the Ducks. And while I think he's a great, extremely talented player, to me, he's your complimentary top six player on a contender. And he is not the star you're building around. I think Terry is your more trusty scorer. So I think he's the one that you kind of invest more in. And if they go with, you know, a bridge deal for Zegris right now, that might be the better move to see if he can step up, you know, and if he can raise his game to the level that he needs to be to be that very high top end player for a contender. I'm just not sold, which isn't a knock to him, right? Like we're saying you're a bonafide top six player. That's that's a very good thing still. Uh, is, I read Anaheim, it- is Anaheim the... I don't want to call it the only team because I mean, there's some teams like Philly, I think is there's not a lot of enthusiasm from their fan base, but is Anaheim the worst team right now around the night? Even Arizona signed Logan Cooley and they're like, we're building a team. Now he wants to come here. We're building a team. Like is Anaheim the one team that it's like, ugh, the ducks, like 
<laughs> they're not going anywhere. Just you're like, is the one is the, Chicago's got Bedard? It's like, oh yeah, let's put Chicago on national TV. Let's see what he's got. But is that I'm just not a draw? I think San Jose is not a draw. I think oh, yeah. they're going to take right. the cake. I think for Good Anaheim, point. yeah, the, you have the young players, you have that up and coming team, you have a new coach, you have Verbeek, so you don't know what he's going to do yet. With Arizona, if you're going there, maybe you're like, let me explore the college vibes for 3.2 seconds. I'm getting traded at the deadline anyway. They're not going to want to pay me the rest of my contract. This is just how it goes. You know, they're short term deals. So, you know, maybe a lot of team players are thinking, let me maximize myself now, put myself in a big role where I'm the star of the team, which you're not going to have. And, you know, someone like Jason Zucker, you're not going to go anywhere and be the star unless you go to Arizona, right? Because there's very few other players. So you have a good shot to kind of rebuild yourself, although it doesn't always work out. Look at John Klingberg. But for me, the Sharks, that's tough. And when Eric Carlson eventually does get traded, which has to happen, that's an even worse team to be on. Yeah, I wouldn't sleep on the Ducks just from an entertainment standpoint. I know John Gibson's still there, so that's why Marty's sour on them. But at least they're, <laughs> at least they're trying because they obviously went veteran leadership in Killorn and Gudis to help the kids along. They have an incredible defense prospect pool that, who knows, maybe we'll get to see Minchikoff and Zellweger this year on top of Jamie Drysdale already. Still. So um the terry and zegras deals i should have known shana when i read about new york city this week it came with an excessive heat warning and you just <laughs> delivered the hot take of the summer with zegras not being the go-to guy but rather troy terry so <laughs> i, I like appreciate- Mason McTavish too i'm gonna add him in he's the one i think is gonna be like the game breaker of the three yeah. Perfect. And I like how, like, maybe it's a little bit of a Zegras, like, okay, play the game, like, play mm-hmm. the game, play it hard. It's not just about like all the creativity. Just, like, put you, they put him in this place a little bit just to see yes. what he's got next. But yeah, remember, bring the, the creativity, league. but build on it. Do a yes. do yeah. a little bit more and become that guy instead. You know, needs, like, the league needs marketers. Zegras is absolutely. definitely that. Yes. So he helps. Yes. Shana, have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Thanks, you too. Shana's back next week. We're back after this on Sabres Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.